Welcome to Zebra's Popcast, short, inspiring, and informational segments pulled from our weekly furniture refinishing podcast, Zebra's Before and After. Today's Popcast features a clip from Season 3, Episode 28. We spoke with Laura Cobb with Redhead Refinishings on how to sand like an expert. If you follow Laura, then you know she continually inspires us all with her beautiful pieces that almost always include exposed wood. You'll want to hear how she achieves her award-winning designs. Before we tune into our conversation with Laura, we wanted to make you aware of some exciting changes that have taken place with the monthly furniture refinishing contest, the Zebra Review. We are moving away from the monthly themes to highlighting a monthly furniture category like buffets, hutches, nightstands, etc. And we are broadening the opportunity for refinishers to enter the appropriate category by allowing you to enter pieces all the way back to the beginning of the year. This month, our focus will be on desks. With back to school, we thought it would be excellent timing. A few other changes we want to make you aware of. Each month, one of our four judges, Katie Cloud with Katie and Company, Katie Scott with Salvage by K. Scott, Lauren Swichina with Portland Rose Studio, and Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture will be the featured judge. The featured judge will choose their favorites from the contest, and the remaining judges will select the first, second, and third place winners. The featured judge will also join me on the podcast to interview the three winners each month. And... Well, this month's featured judge is Lauren Schwachina. Okay, this is very important. In order to enter your refinished desks, you must use the hashtag ZebraDesks. This will change each month, of course, depending on the category. One really cool element to this new direction is that you will be able to peruse the specific hashtags for a specific style and be inspired. Kind of cool. A huge thank you to this month's sponsors, Surf Prep Sanding, D. Lawless Hardware, Fusion Mineral Paint, and Zebra Paint Brushes. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to any of the judges or send me an email. Now to our interview with Laura. Laura, when we were discussing a topic you mentioned, sanding. Yes. <laughs> Tell us why you chose that topic. Well, um, like I had talked previously, when I first started in my refinishing endeavors, um, a sander was like a, the basic piece of tool that I had that I, I knew that I could use. So I pretty much sanded whatever and anything I could get my hands on that was real wood. I think I even probably tried to sand stuff that wasn't real wood, and then I f- quickly figured out that <laughs> that doesn't work. So, so no, um, s- sanding has helped me just understand different types of wood, solid, veneer. Um, obviously, if you sand too deep on a veneer, you'll sand through the finish. Sanding is really an art to me. It takes practice. It takes time. It's a skill that uh, over the last five years, I think I've really become acquired and, um, and really love. I love. I love woodworking with furniture, and, and I think that it's just that's like a big driver when I refinish furniture is wood and wood grain and how I can incorporate that into my pieces. How much of the enjoyment of sanding is dependent upon the right tools? That may sound like a crazy question, but I know there are folks out there maybe that, yeah, you know, they want to eventually get a surf prep, but mm-hmm. they just, they don't have that right now. And they don't have the, you know, the ability to purchase that. What would you say to that, to people who really want to get there, but, you know, they're like, you know, I'm not necessarily enjoying it. What advice do you have for those folks? Uh, No, I really, like you said, I think your equipment is key. I I started out with just, you know, basic sanders from Home Depot and Lowe's and 
and like a DeWalt sander I had, you know, worked, it worked well. Um, but I was running into issues where, uh, they were breaking very, you know, often, like every, mm-hmm. probably every six, seven months. And I mean, I was using the heck out of them, but, um, I then kind of upgraded and bought a Bosch vacuum system and it was mm-hmm. expensive and I, I had to, you know, outweigh, you know, weigh the benefits and the, the pros and the cons what it really cut down on the the dust and you know i'm a, i'm big on like you know precautions and wearing my mask so anything that can help health wise you know it really cut down on you know or eliminated the dust you know using the vacuum mm-hmm. and then i kind of upgraded my sander to i use festool sanders and uh you know it was kind of night and day you know those are a lot more expensive but again I think the quality that it puts out and the time it saves using these certain tools, Mm -hmm. I mean, really has helped me in my business. I think that, you know, if you can save time on a piece, also, you know, avoiding, you know, some health issues with the sanding, I think it's invaluable. So I don't have a surf prep, but I do use the surf prep pads with my Mm -hmm. um, smaller square Festool detail sander. And uh, I love the ability to, sand my the sand in between paint and um, get some really smooth finishes especially on the like buffets that have ornate legs on them that i want to sand down uh the surf prep paint uh, pads have been amazing and like time saving and you know if i can avoid using a stripper you know that's always great too because strippers are expensive so so I think, um, and I started out slow, like I didn't, you know, it, it took me several years to acquire the nicer sanders. And um, I just had to look at my business and really see, you know, if I could afford these. And, you know, in the beginning, I couldn't. So as the years have gone on, I, instead of maybe buying certain paints or more more paint, because I have a lot of paint, I kind of use what I have and, mm-hmm. you know, upgraded to the sander or you know, made the decision that, you know, uh, I'm going to put money aside and save up. Or if I sell a certain number of pieces, you know, I'll go in and buy this, you know, buy the sander, the spray gun. And um, I think the tools that I have acquired, like my spray gun, my Fuji spray gun, and my sanders and my vacuum are invaluable. I mean, I use those almost every day. So if it can help you save time and and, um, cut down on the dust, especially if you're working in an enclosed space. I think it's it's great. Any hard and fast rules for sanding that you can share with our listeners? Mm, hard and fast rules. Well, don't rush it. One, don't, and number two, if you're using um, an orbital, I know I sometimes get into it, but don't press down on it. You know, kind of mm. go even with the surface. I know sometimes when my husband helps me out. Um, and I try really very rarely to let him sand because I mean I, I'm very I'm very um, like I said type A with that like I really don't want <laughs> marks and stuff like he'll he'll get like he'll get in a rut or he'll want to like push down on the sand and I have to come over and remind him no we don't do that but um, <laughs> it just it's so funny isn't it it's like logical because when you're sanding and you're trying to get off and down yeah. to the treasure yeah it's like you just it's like it's like a, it's an instinct that you have to fight. 
from pushing down. It really is. Yeah. So, and even, like I said, even sometimes I have to remind myself just to like step back and slow down. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with usually you'll start like that just depends on the piece. But if it's a solid wood piece, you can use 80, 120, and then I go 150. Usually I don't go tip. I won't go over 220 like when I'm sanding because it can close off the grain and it won't accept some stains as easily. So, so I usually kind of stick around. 120, 150 um, for my sanding schedule, but it's just practice. It's really, it is a lot of practice. A lot of people have asked me, you know, what are your tips or tricks? And, you know, I just say, if you have an important piece that you want to get done, practice on something that is not as important because, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to mess up that big piece. And um, especially with veneers and MCM pieces, Usually I will try to strip those and get as much finish off as I can because it's really easy to go through that wood grain. Once you're through it, it's, it's really hard to, you know, kind of make it match. I've gotten better at painting grain and making it look like wood grain, but if I can avoid doing that, I try to. Have you found yourself changing direction on a piece once you uncover the wood grain? Yeah, like if a certain piece looks like it'll have good wood grain and then it doesn't um i had a cedar chest i did not too long ago and i was like yeah it's gonna have a wood top and i'm gonna paint this and this and i got through to the wood grain and it was very um muddy looking and i had sanded it evenly and you know i tried to do some tricks and i tried to whitewash it and it just it just didn't look good so i ended up just um, painting most of the piece instead of, you know, showing more of the wood grain like I wanted mm-hmm. to. It really is uncovering treasure, isn't it? I mean, when yeah. you're doing wood, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get uh, in many cases, but uh, I bet I bet oftentimes, especially knowing how much you love to, ex- to keep the wood grain exposed, I bet you're like, oh my goodness, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are certain pieces, like I bought... Um, I found this one piece. It was probably a month or a little over a month ago. And um, it, the, the wood grain on the drawers did look amazing. And then once I had it all stripped off and I um, top coated it, it was just like, just it, it, it was just even more beautiful than I thought. So, yeah. you know, those pieces are really nice. And then, like I said, you'll have those other pieces that you think are going to be nice and they're not. And you just kind of have to change direction and figure out, you know, what to do with it now. Yeah, so satisfying, isn't it? It is, yeah. It really <laughs> is. I mean, I could, I, I love furniture. So for me, I could do it, like I said, all, every day, all day. But, you know, you have to step back. And sometimes it's nice to do that, too, just to get a fresh perspective yeah. and a fresh energy. Thanks for listening to the Zebra Podcast. If you have topic suggestions or you would love to contribute to any of our segments, send me an email at laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Until next time, happy refinishing.